You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sack was the rector of Holy Name Cathedral and co-hosting Mark Teresi, who you can't hear in your headphones, can you? I'm not sure. Can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully, fine. And Mark Teresi is assistant to me for planned development at the cathedral. How are you, Mark? Very good, very good. Uh, We're getting ready for fall is here and... Cleaning up at the house, packing things away for the winter. Are you avoiding the real topic, how your Chicago Cubs oh. beat the White Sox two out of three? Yeah, and they they clinched by <sighs> someone else winning. Milwaukee beating, who they beat? Cincinnati or St. Louis? Milwaukee's the eighth seed to play the Dodgers, but oh. your Cubs, by beating the Sox two out of three, knocked the Sox out of being a three seed into the seventh seed. They're in the playoffs. Oh. So now they got to travel tomorrow to Oakland to take on the Oakland A's best oh, out of three. I didn't pick up that part. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the Sox, you know, no one to blame but themselves. And the Cubs played well this weekend. The Sox did not. And uh, But here's the thing. Tomorrow, Wednesday, begins a whole new season. When you start playoffs, it's 0-0. Right. Zero, zero. right. It's a brand new season. Anything can happen. And it, uh, but, but they're it, pitching better shored up if they gave up 20-some runs in three games. Against a Cubs team that was not hitting the last 15 games. Right. So it, uh, But I don't take this personally. <laughs> <laughs> you prayed at the Cardinals Mass oh, did I? on oh my Channel gosh. 7. You prayed for the Cubs that, and the Sox. Did that slip out of my mouth? Well, we better move on with the program here. Look at Michael May. Is, uh, <laughs> now, Michael, you are, you're a big Cub fan. I can't hear I him. I can't hear him. I can't hear you either. Oh, oh bear. How about oh, those the bears. bears. Oh, my gosh. That Talk was a that. great game. Oh, my. Thank you very much, Michael May, our engineer. We were dri- Go, Bears, 3 we dri- and 0. Oh. We we're driving out to Elgin, figuring, oh, we'll leave. They're going to blow this one. And all on the drive to Elgin. They are the they worst. Kept scoring. They are the worst 3 0 team in football. <laughs> they are. And uh, But I'll tell you, a win. There it is. There it is. A win is a win is a win. Congratulations. And, uh, Nick Foles stepped in and energized the team, and uh, <clears throat> you have the Packers undefeated, the Bears undefeated, and uh, it really was a great win. You're down 26-10 in the fourth, touchdown, 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 and the defense stepped up. So, yep. uh, Michael, my deepest apologies because I'm a diehard Bears fan, but I'm knowing so much in the baseball playoffs right now. we got a great program lined up. Pat Drott, the HIV-AIDS liaison for Catholic Charities, Joins us to talk about the ongoing outreach to HIV community and tell us about the upcoming annual Walk One run to raise funds to help their much-needed ministry. Pat Drott, a dear friend from St. Mary of the Woods with her husband Rick and the family. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good morning. My Cubs are doing great. Yes. Okay, we'd, we'd like to bring this segment to a close. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Pat. This has been a very fast half hour. I knew you were going to say that because you are a huge 
huge Cubs fan. But no, congratulations to your Cubbies and uh, brand new season for all of us. Now, yes. you and Rick moved into St. Mary of the Woods how many years ago? Uh, 49. Wow. Almost a half a century. That's impossible. Oh. You're only 39 years old. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I met you and Rick and the kids uh, back in 1992, 28 years ago. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. Gone by yeah. fast. But Time listen, flies. you've been involved with this ministry of the Archdiocese for how many years now, Pat? Um, 18, 18 years. Already 18 years? Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it, yes. Now, again, maybe for some people we can take this for granted in knowing all the statistics and everything, but uh, what are the numbers we are talking about regarding HIV, AIDS? Well, um, the numbers, Greg, are, are uh, huge. Um, there are uh, over there are 38 million who, are, who have died from the disease, and we currently have almost that same number living with the disease, and that number increases as people are, you know, treated and put on antiretrovirals. Mm-hmm. And of those 36 or 37 million living with the disease, 19 million are women. Um, every year we have nearly 2 million new infections. In this country, every year we have an estimated 40,000 new infections. And in Illinois, about 1,400 every year. And when you look at those numbers, Almost 20% of those numbers do not know they have the infection. Hmm. And one out of every five new infections are with young people who are ages 13 to 24. That age bracket, wow. Mm -hmm. Pat, what happened 18 years ago that got you involved in this ministry? Well, um, I was uh, teaching in the School of Nursing at Loyola, and a student came to me a young man, not a nursing student, and he told me that he was HIV positive and had AIDS. And he told me the painful story of how his entire family abandoned him. Oh, wow. And wow. Um, I, I was in tears. And he said that he wanted people on campus. He was not afraid to be known as HIV positive. He wanted people on campus to know about HIV AIDS and to do something about it, he was an activist, and his passion was so great that I, his passion became my passion. Wow. It's because that young man came to you. Now, I have to ask uh-huh. this question, uh, Pat, and that is, this whole outbreak in this country, does this go back to the 80s or the 90s? I'm trying to put a timeline on this. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The early it, 80s. In mm-hmm. the early 80s. Now, I'm just trying to just get my arms around this. When it broke out in this country, there was such an incredible scare that, you know, you heard about someone with HIV, and then I know families that have been, like that young man, families abandoned someone. I almost liken it to, but in a completely different way, the coronavirus, where mm-hmm. with HIV, people were running scared and didn't, couldn't quite know what this was about, but they were afraid. You know, with the coronavirus, the coronavirus is also very, very deadly, so can you make a, a, like a correlation between the two? Because in the early 80s, this was a tremendous scare. You know, coronavirus, this is nothing to be taken lightly. Well, I think a couple of parallels, Greg. One, um, they were bo- both so unknown at the time. We did not know much about uh, either infection at all, you know. And as the 
pandemics progress, uh, more information um, we're learning, you know, and there's uh, research going on and that sort of thing. And I think um, it scared um, people tremendously in the 80s because they didn't really know how it was transmitted. As with this pandemic, you know, we're learning more and more about transmission and such, and that's a natural reaction. People are frightened of it. Uh, with mm-hmm. AIDS and HIV, there is a stigma that still accompanies the disease. And now, even let, now... Let me ask you, Pam, what is the stigma among many people? In terms of HIV, mm-hmm. it still goes back to uh, people blaming it on one group mm-hmm. and one group's behaviors. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's where the stigma is associated. Yeah, and still there, and still there today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I would imagine, like, if we weren't talking to you today, I wouldn't have thought of this for a while. But years ago, a, a friend of ours, who was actually a parish minister, was dying of AIDS. And a whole community gathered around to care for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it wasn't really spoken about uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the church. Now, you're at Catholic Charities, and this is a mission and ministry, Catholic mm-hmm. Charities. Explain that and why the church is involved in this ministry. Well, everyone uh, of those persons who are have the diagnosis of HIV/AIDS, that's a soul, okay, mm-hmm. uh, an individual soul, not a number. And I think, in terms of the church's mission uh, to embracing and ministering to the poor, the marginal, the vulnerable with compassion and outreach, that's why the Church is involved. You know, there's there's no question about it. We at Catholic Charities have been involved in this since the early 80s, since it started. You know, You've been involved with it the last 18 years yourself, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in this whole line, in fact, I'm just uh, looking at the clock right here, we got time here, and that is, you know, Pat, what are some of the myths or misconceptions about HIV-AIDS? Well, I think one of the, the biggest ones is that it's under control. If you wow. think about the numbers that I told you, you know, nearly 2 million new infections every year, that's not under control. And, but the myth and, out there is that this is now under control. Right, right, because you don't hear about it. You don't hear about it. I was just going to say, you, you don't, all we hear about is the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. We never mm-hmm. hear about HIV AIDS. I mean, I haven't no, heard about it on the news in, in months. Or that no. there's a, you know, like there's an acquaintance of ours where he's on meds. Well, you think uh-huh. the meds mean everything is fine. Mm-hmm. And the very that's, fact that it's never brought up in the media, you think it's, or, it's, or, it's, or it's now gone, it, it mm-hmm. ran its course and it's gone. So give us another myth Which, about uh, HIV AIDS. Well, I think one of the other ones is that, um, uh, that if a person looks and feels healthy, even though they're HIV positive, they can, can't spread the disease. In fact, yes, they can spread the disease, even if they look and feel healthy, unless they're under treatment. So you know that's a that's a fallacy. Another one is is um, it, that it affects only the gay population. Mm-hmm. It affects everyone: young, old, men, women, homosexual, heterosexual, bisexual, transgender, people of every educational, social, economic, and religious background. Now, Pat, what are some of the ways it can be transmitted? Because I know there were some myths flying 35 years ago about how it was transmitted. Well, it can be transmitted. Um, when uh, drugs or drug equipment are shared with the person who is positive, uh, it can be transmitted uh, through 
uh, sexual intercourse, oral, anal, or vaginal with a person who is positive. Um, it can be transmitted from mother to baby uh, during the pregnancy, during the birth, and after the birth through breast milk, although that situation has changed dramatically for the positive side because uh, pregnant women are tested, and if they are positive, they are placed on medication. So we have decreased that um, terrific, by terrific numbers. So those are primarily the way it, it is transmitted. I remember back it's in not the 80s. Transmitted, go ahead. It's not transmitted by the bite of an insect. It's not transmitted by um, uh, casual contact um, where you... Um, there's no evidence that it, it's contacted by using a utensil that someone who is positive is so I remember in the early 80s or 80s, you heard that it was mm-hmm. transmitted by a doorknob. Sure. I open the door. Or a toilet seat or yes. you know, a swimming pool, things like that. That's another myth. All of those are myths. Yeah. And you know what? Mark, take us to break. Okay. okay. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408. We'll be back in a few minutes. And I'd like to ask, Pat, how your nursing career has tied into this ministry. So when we get back, maybe you can share some of that journey with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks. Please stay tuned. in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. 
and Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. We're back, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackowitz and his dutiful servant, uh, Mark Tracy. Did somebody, give you that, did somebody give you that sweater? Uh, it was a hand-me-down from my grandpa. <laughs> anyway. That's actually a nice-looking sweater. Pat, I have to give you a hard time. Pat Drott, the HIV liaison Catholic Charities. Pat, uh, before break, I was... Fascinated with the idea that your first career is nursing. How yes. does how does that tie into this ministry? Well, um, I am first and foremost a public health nurse. Uh, I that was my field of practice. Um, I have a master's in public health nursing, and I taught public health nursing for a very long time. And my focus has always been infectious diseases. I did an awful lot of work in infectious diseases, especially tuberculosis, for many years. So it was a natural transition to um, HIV as an infectious disease. Um, half my life, my professional life, has been as a public health nurse in practice, and the other half has been as an educator. So the tie is absolutely direct in terms of what I am you know, doing now within this ministry. Now, as a Catholic, did you feel when you took this on it might be a bit controversial? Well, I suppose it— potentially that that was there. And I have been asked the kind of question many, many times. Mm -hmm. And as a professional nurse, uh, I am uh, bound to give accurate information without, you know, but, and being absolutely objective. So I can talk about a condom, but not um, um, encourage it in Mm -hmm. in any way or suggest it. Along those those lines, uh, Pat, what kind of education is needed in this whole area? Well, I mean, the real facts, Greg, what it is, what it's not, what's, how it's transmitted, who is at risk, the myths and the misconceptions about it, risky behaviors, just common sense kinds of things. It's really facts. But I think and you hit on it earlier in the very fact that's no longer talked about. In many people's mm-hmm. minds, it's over, and mm-hmm. nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. I scour the papers all the time for the smidgen of news about nothing. it. Nothing. As a matter of fact, Nothing. You know, two years ago around World AIDS Day, I was ex- so thrilled because the trip, um, a reporter, Rex Huckey, did a column on World AIDS Day. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is fabulous. But, you know, since then, a small clipping here or there. And that's Nothing. All, so. Now, it's interesting because during the break, our producer, Mike, came in and said, you know, one of the issues dealing with, like, Magic Johnson was diagnosed well, Back lot, in the, about the 90s, I think. Yeah, a lot of publicity, but it's almost like, well, there's this medical silver bullet that people can be— how do you, how do you um, compete with that kind of publicity uh, where people are getting an image of, here's somebody that has AIDS. But he looks like he's doing fine. And he's on meds and everything's fine. Well, uh, you know, that brought a lot of attention to the disease, um, you know, which is what was needed. Um, Magic Johnson got into treatment right away. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of get, going into treatment, uh, or don't have the resources, they don't know where to turn, they're afraid to admit their diagnosis. Many people are afraid to even be tested for mm-hmm. fear of the diagnosis. 
So, you know, it, it was a help and a hindrance in some ways. He also mm-hmm. had, I'm sure, the very best of medical care available to him, you know, at all times. Now, so, go ahead. No, okay. along these very lines is, I want to flip topics a little bit to give some attention to this, is you have a big, the annual AIDS walk-run in Chicago. When does that happen, Pat? Well, it's happening actually all week, Greg. The, this uh, walk has been going on for, I don't know, 20 years. This is my 18th walk. I'm mm-hmm. doing it this year for the 18th time. And it is an annual event uh, all over the country and actually the world. But here in Chicago, the AIDS Foundation sponsors it. And um, it is it was scheduled and is still scheduled for this Saturday, October 3rd, uh, at Soldiers Field around Grant, in Grant Park, around Soldiers Field. But because of pandemic, the AIDS Foundation has uh, altered the venue, and there are going to be walks every day this week in five different neighborhoods. Today there's one going on in Douglas Park, tomorrow in Uptown Lakeview, Wednesday in Dunbar Park, uh, on the first Thursday in the Loop, and on the second Friday in Washington Park and Hyde Park. Now what if somebody wants to be part of this? Yeah, so that they're dispersing the group so there's not these thousands of people at Grant Park. They can be in a neighborhood close to their own home and do these walks, which are still part of the October 3rd walk uh, in Grant Park. And I'm doing a a solo one because I'm an at-risk person, and my husband is too, and we are going to do it on the bike trail near our home, and Mm -hmm. my husband, weather permitting, permitting is going to wheel along with me in his wheelchair. Wonderful. Now, how yeah. where how is how are funds collected, and where do the funds go? Well, there is a website. Uh, I am part of Team Catholic Charities. Different organizations and agencies register as teams, and we have a quota in terms of the number of team members and a dollar amount we have to raise. And uh, we solicit friends, family, neighbors, strangers, you know, donate, join us. Pat, you can ask Father Greg right now for his commitment. You can ask Mark for his commitment. (laughs) I might just do that, gentlemen. I think we both both will make a commitment. You definitely. Okay, we have till November 20th to make a donation. I will send you both my letters. That would be great. That would be great. Okay. Send it to Mark. No, send one to Father Craig. Send me one and send one to Mark. I'll double his contribution. I'll match his. There is a website. Oh, and if, can I give that? It's kind sure. of long, but I can give the website give it, where give you it can slow. join or donate. Okay, mm-hmm. it is um, www.action.aidschicago.org forward slash team forward slash 297380. One more time on that, Pat. Okay www.action.aidschicago, one word, dot org, forward slash team, forward slash 297380. That'll bring you, uh, you just click on Catholic Charities, and that brings you to our team page, and you can donate or join on that. Now, what about a phone number? Well, I I can, they can have my phone number, uh, um, 312 Nine four eight six five hundred. The number once again, Pat. Three one two nine four eight six five hundred. Now, Pat, how are the funds used by Catholic charities in terms of supporting your ministry? 
Well, um, I'm going to just mention that 90% of what we raise, 90% of the total donations we raise comes back to the agency. The AIDS Foundation only keeps 10%. So those monies are allocated to um, several of our program areas. One of them would be my ministry to support what I do, to support the literature that I develop and disperse and disseminate, and it's also uh, allocated to our case management services. Uh, case management, um, we have probably, I'd say, close to or around 150 clients that we provide mm-hmm. services to, and that includes um, counseling, mental health facilities, helping them with um entitlement programs like Social Security Disability, things of that nature. We have a food pantry in Lake County that's exclusively for persons living with HIV-AIDS. Multiple services, just even helping them get their medications, helping them find a dentist who will treat persons with Mm -hmm. HIV, any number of services. So the monies go to those program areas. I have to ask this question, Pat. I know you've been energized. You've been doing this ministry for 18 years. Every time I talk with you, you have as much enthusiasm and energy and a passion for this as you did when you first started. But in the work that you do right now with this whole HIV-AIDS, what is your biggest frustration or what, what gets you down the most? Well, probably, you know, the fact that it's there's not much in the paper about it that people have forgotten about, mm-hmm. in a sense. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's not gone away. It's still here. No, there isn't a cure. That You know, there's research going on. That sort of thing. And I think that's probably, you know, what it is. And one of the other things is it's a very sensitive subject still to talk about. Yeah. You know, when you bring it up, people are like, oh, yeah, that's sad, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it really is, you know, that, that soul is your brother or sister. And um, I think we can't look on it that way. We can't just forget about them or say, I'll pray for them, and that's it. We really can't. We have to be more advocates for persons living with HIV-AIDS. What can someone in a parish, say someone in a parish is uh, affiliated in some way with someone who has the disease, wants to be helpful, bring this ministry to an awareness in the parish, how how might they do that? How would they contact you? Well, at my phone number. Okay. At, my phone number, at you know, 312-948-6500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, what, what's happened, Mark, in the past is that parishes in the 80s and 90s, you know, had such active ministries. They did everything. They really came together as a community. And because of the fact that you had mentioned it earlier, people kind of don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. anymore. So those ministries have, um, I, I want to say, died down uh, because... Uh, because of the antiretrovirals, and people are living longer and better lives, but there are still persons out there who um, are still reluctant to come forward and really need to be able to reach out to someone and say, I'm really afraid. I had a test, you know, and I, I, uh, I don't know what to do next. I don't know, you know, accepting the diagnosis is, is another thing that, that our case managers, they work with clients to work through all of those feelings that comes with hearing that frightening diagnosis. You know, what amazes me, Pat, and that is, uh, you know, every day in the newspaper, every day on the news, you hear about the coronavirus, every mm-hmm. day, the, the numbers. And yet with the HIV-AIDS, 
as you mentioned earlier, you think it, it had disappeared or no longer an issue because you never hear about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the number of lives that have been lost. Now, how many people die annually from HIV AIDS? Probably close to 2 million, almost the same number as, as new infections every year. But now you hold it. 2 million die per year. Almost, yeah. Okay, it's mm-hmm. almost worldwide, 2 million. And yet mm-hmm. the coronavirus, now again, it's incredibly serious. It's risky. You can't take this lightly. But the coronavirus does not match those numbers. No, no, it does not. You know, of course, we're also looking at this, Greg, over a longer period of time. Sure. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you think, think about it. I mean, in those, the numbers of dead have and actually has decreased a great deal, um, you know, um, because of the antiretroviral medications that are available to people. It really has cut the numbers considerably, but there are still people dying from it, people who are not treated, children who have it, you know, as well, uh, in underdeveloped countries. So our death rate here in this country is is very low. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is, but it's very low. But in un- underdeveloped countries, much you know, worse. So, Pat, Greg is going to bring this program to a close, but I just wanted to thank you for your commitment to this ministry. I mean, having folks that we have cared about who have gone through um, and died from this illness, you are saving lives every day. So I'm going to turn it over to Greg, but I just want to personally thank you. And, Pat, I've thanked you more than once, and uh, every time you want to be on the program, I say, Pat, please get on. We need to keep this topic alive in terms of conscious raising, what people can do. Again, Pat, with this big walk run coming up, really Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 4, right. and then Saturday, and give us the website again to donate. Okay. It is www.action, oh, pardon me, www.action.aidschicago, one word, dot org forward slash team forward slash 297-380. want to thank in a very special way Pat Droth, the HIV AIDS liaison for Catholic Charities. Pat, you have done a magnificent job. Just want to second what uh, Marcus said. You've dedicated the last 18 years of your life to this. Thank you for all you do. Please give our love to Rick and the family. You are listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi. Time is exactly 8.30 on this rainy Monday morning in Chicago. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. God bless you, Pat.